You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is... Another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. I'm pretty sure Reese Hoskins is still running around the bases, Chad. I'm not sure. Just touch on. Just touch on. Okay. Good. Uh, just good. touch on. Just awful. touch on. I right. love you, Reese. So now, so I wanted to ask you, like, are you starting to put on a show for the people with the yo it is? Like, are you, are you you've gotten a couple compliments. There's people who people are grading. Like they're grading you the like yo it. it is. And I just, I wonder if you're starting to put on a show. I have a not. Bit. I mean, if I, you'll know when I put on a show. I'll, I'll really go for it when I put on a show. It has to be special. There has to be yeah. a special moment for the, the... If I just did it, it, then it would be obvious that I was just doing it yeah, for the just, likes, as it were. Yeah, I know yeah, you're yeah. a fan of doing it for the likes. Uh, that's so. all I do. <laughs> it's really addictive. Um, um, I tell you what, what a glorious day it is. Uh, like that. Tell me last night wasn't... Wasn't your your general takeaway was Phil's Mets are back? Oh my! What did I text you? It's my uh, in all caps. I said Phil's Mets is back. It's like back back. It's so back. I can't wait for it. Was it June twenty fourth or whatever? I can't wait. It's all I want. I just want to fast forward to that series the, because this is going to be an all season long thing. Well, it's going to be a whole thirteen year thing. Yeah, um, the buddy. freaking yeah, buddy. The freaking Mets put out uh, the the Ryan Howard from the Office I gift of like saw. writing down the date. Like this is honestly going to the game last night i felt like it was the anchorman scene where they're all like gathering their weapons like, oh I, yeah i'm telling you i thought i thought sean rodriguez I killed a guy i thought sean rodriguez uh, sean rodriguez was brought up the fight like because i found the gif of him punching I the saw, <laughs> i saw that too it's all he goes at it man <laughs> it was crazy vince velasquez was starting but you they text brought, me you're like they brought Enyel up and you know what that means and was supposed to start in triple a and started since april 18th it, last <laughs> night was april 24th i thought they were gearing up for a Pete Alonso was sat. I like know. I literally, for as much as Game of Thrones on Sunday is going to be the longest battle in TV history, I thought last night could have been. <laughs> it. I, I thought I'm actually floored that at no point during that series did the benches clear. I was a little upset. They, look, and and real quick, shout out to JT Real Muto for being the only dude on the team who was ready to go to war down nine nothing. Well, and McCutcheon, McCutcheon was out there. As well. Was McCutcheon out there? The yes. only one you saw was JT Real Muto. Who jumped? He does the little jump over the the club, the edge of the the. Line. Um, uh, dugout thing and like stops and he's like oh no one else is going yeah he's down he's like just me okay never mind I'll stop now I'm ready though now I, I've never lied I've never lied to the High Hopes crowd never. I, 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 this is just me being completely honest I wish there was more people that went out 
Like, That's what I'm saying. I was a little disappointed. I, I I wanted more guys to be ready to rumble there. Yeah, I wanted people to more people to be down. They threw his head twice. How, first of all, outside of all that, how does he not get tossed the second time he throws over his head? That yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, they uh, issued a warning after the first time. No, no, I I agree. I agree. I thought that Jacob was, oh, Lame, it was more also, like Jacob Lame. Am I right? <laughs> nailed it. You nailed are a dad it. now, I'm aren't a dad. you? I can I can make these jokes. But I guess the umpire was like, "Listen, there's two out in the ninth inning. Like, like, can like we just, let's just have and this it's thing, it's nine nothing. It needs to be over. We don't need a pitching change. Yes, which I appreciate." Because I was producing the we game, we all appreciate it. And the thing that I find interesting is, so the reason they threw at him was because Real Muto was the one that stole in the seventh inning. Or is that why I was? I was because people originally thought it was because because the two Mets got hit the night before, and it was like, yeah. why would they throw at someone for hitting guys not on purpose? I mean, they clearly they they walked in a run by hitting a guy. Nicasio was not trying to hit a guy there. They weren't trying to hit Jeff McNeil to load the bases or whatever it did. So yeah, so Jackie on written rules. Um, they <laughs> so Real Muto it was eight nothing I guess, and yeah. he stole second or whatever, which is, which is the sign that very against the unwritten rules. Which is a sign that you technically haven't waved the white flag yet. And then the Mets responded by uh, having Juan Lagara steal. Hoskins said, "What are you doing?" And then they threw at Hoskins. <laughs> Sure. Love it. Yeah. There's just nothing better. There is, like, the unwritten rules are what make baseball the best sport in the world, and I, I'm all here for it. If they, if I, an attack on the unwritten rules is attack on me, and I will always, I am now the defender of the unwritten the, rules. You're the guy. Every single unwritten rule I will defend to my grave, because they are perfect. There is nothing, it's, it's like, the, people think the Constitution is perfect. I would say the unwritten <laughs> rules are far more perfect. Like, the most, the, the, like, they're not even, they don't, they don't have to be written down. That's how perfect they are. Yeah, everyone just understands. They're unwritten. Honestly, like everyone's like, well, how do we define it? How do we d- define the unwritten rules? Everyone's always wondering that question. In my head, it's like, it's it's always the what the f are you doing? Like, <laughs> if, 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 it elic- if it elicits that reaction, then you you offended the unwritten rules. Yes. So like when Juan Lagara stole, I was like, I was like, f that. Like, like that's that's when you know you crossed Jackie the unwritten jumping rules. Jumping up in, in oh the my god, studio. There was no what? one. There what? was let's go. There was no. I now I've never been in a fight in my life, but there was no one quicker. To the edge of the dugout than me. Yes, you were the my, one who was ready yes. to go. But would never actually throw anything. Actually, happen. Yeah, yeah. But I yell. I like that. I definitely <laughs> yell. I would definitely yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big chirp guy. I can see that. Yeah, but I'm, I would never fight anyone. <laughs> I really don't want to fight anyone. I, I, I hope I go my whole life without having to fight someone. That'd be a nice thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie, soft touch. But I did hip check a Nats fan. In <laughs> we remember. We so heard does that about count? it. Uh, no. Okay. Not a fight. Okay. But I believe that you would be there if, if someone beamed me and you needed to be there, you'd be there. If you get beamed in the studio. <laughs> it'd be something. It'd be <laughs> something. I want to As long as they don't throw it my head, all right? You can throw it with my butt. Hit me in the yeah. ass, all right? Yeah. How about that? How about that? We haven't, the Phillies, all right, first off, two things that I think are utterly insane. Mm-hmm. The Phillies haven't had a benches clearing brawl since Eli freaking Whiteside, who was. Which is, it's impossible to believe. Which is my, one of my least fair players of all time. Like, I remember roasting Eli Whiteside because his hair was white and he was like 30. And I was like, that's embarrassing. It's <laughs> a weird, weird thing to care about. But yes, <laughs> I'm with like, you. I felt sorry for him, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so Eli Whiteside, that was the last benches clearing, like, all out brawl, um, which was just, it's just sad. It's been eight years. Yeah, we need one, yeah, man. Yeah, we need one. And the last Philly to get thrown out from a game. Justin DeFreitas? <laughs> really? Yeah. 2015? The lamest dude ever. He was a part of that whole, like, Pettibone, DeFreitas. Oh, yeah, buddy. Like, uh, Dave Buchanan. <laughs> Remember him? Jake Diekman back then. Yeah, but Diekman was Diekman's like, okay. you saw something. Yeah. These guys just David blew. <laughs> like, they were all, like, Kendrick was like the best pitcher at but, that like, point. Easily, <laughs> had like a major league career. Jonathan Pettibone. 
Pet a boner. Pet a boner is more like it. Yes. All right. Let's dive in. And again, I, I think we're all, the slow trot was the greatest thing that's happened all year. It's the greatest Phillies highlight since like 2011. Honestly, that was the best Phillies moment in eight years. Which That's is what I mean. So sad. Best Phillies moment in 2011, Reese Hoskins slow track. Which is like very best sad. Moment. It's sad, but... But I, it was awesome. No, no. But I agree. It, it was sad. Well, it, we know. We know what baseball has been for the last eight years, Jack. No, but like Hoskins doing that, it was like the ultimate mic drop. And it was... Look, there's no more perfect way. You could be in a guy. You could do this. Like, you you know, unwritten rules, all that. There's no better thing that could have happened than Hoskins getting a chance at Rame again, hitting a home run, and then taking the slow track. Yeah. It was the best way it could have played out. I, I, listen, FU moments are my favorite part of sports. Yes. That was an FU moment. Yes. And and for what it's worth, shout out to Jacob Rehm. Yeah. He did say, he's like, hey, I got to make a better pitch. He beat me. He deserves a slow shot. I well, thought that Jacob was- Rehm blows. Well, so yeah, <laughs> let's put it this way. We're all circling June 24th. All that. Jacob Rehm probably will not be on the Mets come June no. 24th. If he is, the Mets probably have some problems. They're in trouble, man. They thought their bullpen was supposed to be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was just, it was so glorious. The, the slow trot. Really and saved the, the series for I us, I feel like too. they won the series. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like, yeah, it was yeah, great. It was like, yeah, look, that 9 nothing game didn't happen. It was a horrible road trip. It was a horrible road trip. <laughs> um, it was really bad. I, three I, of four in Colorado, two of three in uh, New York, you lose. I do think that was a really good uh, uh, jumping off point into this weekend. Like I think I think the Marlins obviously are bad, but now the Phillies like they kind of get a little, a little bit of juice, juice baby. little juice, and they're coming home, which and is like, nice. And like, uh, for, thank like I would like to personally thank the Mets for waking us up. I agree with you. We needed it. Look, Jake Arrieta tried, and we'll get to his comments in a minute. What we thought of that? But yeah, a lot happened in three days. That's what I'm saying. Dude, so much <laughs> happened. And like it looked like the team was was done yeah. after that nine nothing game. Yeah. First of all, the night before to well, for Arrieta to come out and say what he said after the ejection, they show up flat like that. It was worrisome. It was worrisome. Now one more thing on the Reese thing because Franzen brought this up on the broadcast and I thought it was interesting he didn't like the trot at all and he really really I know I know I know but hear me out and it makes a little sense because now it puts all of your other teammates in harm's way so like it's it's a selfish act to do that and then everyone gets in it But, but but did you see but did you see Gabe and him getting into it that's what that was about. Was it really? I wasn't that sure. That had to have been what yeah, it was about. It made sense. Because it does, I didn't see that. I didn't think they were getting into it. I thought it was more just a conversation being had. Mm, you felt like he was going at him a little bit. It looked a little stern. Huh. It looked like a stern talking to I didn't to. take it that way. Yeah, because but it, I, I, I could see it. Because it does It does theoretically put your other teammates at risk. Because kind of, now, but how does, okay, how does, how does the, the alternative way to handle it, right, is, forgetting the home run trot, the alternative way is, and I think you and I both agree that we don't think Vinny actually meant to hit Todd Frazier there, it right? The, it was the first batter of yes, an inning, in a one nothing game. No way, so they've not retaliated, so the other way to retaliate is you being Pete Alonzo, if he's in, whoever, one of their best players, that's the way you retaliate, right? How is that better, or how does that not put other guys in danger in the same way because, as he's doing the slow trot? Because then it's theoretically settled, and now this is going to linger on. Now I'm rooting for the linger on because I, think it was I like gonna, the, look. It was going to linger on anyway, probably. You know, but, I, but you don't know how the game turns, and they they throw at someone, and then someone gets hurt, and then it's like Reese. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I look. I I would venture to guess that his teammates were all right with him taking that risk. I think. For them. I think his teammates saw that and said, "Good for Reese." Yep. Like, I totally agree with you. And, and that's he how he threw it his head. It would have been a different thing if he twice. just got hit. Exactly. It would have been a different thing if he got hit. Like yes. I said, hit in his butt, hit in his back, whatever. No one cares. No I mean, cares. Andrew McCutcheon literally said on the Baseball Tonight podcast the day of that game, he said, they're going to throw at us tonight because we hit the two guys the night before. That's just the game. Yeah. And and I, as far as unwritten rules go, I have a real issue with if you're not hitting people on purpose, like 
there shouldn't be retaliation for that. Just because a pitcher loses a baseball or doesn't have control of a ball, like that's absurd to retaliate because someone got hit by mistake. Yeah, if if a guy ever gets hit with a curveball and you feel like you need to retaliate to that, that's just bush league. Exa- that's my point. I thought it was bush league that they were reta- that, but the steal that makes a little bit more sense yeah. that there was something tangible <laughs> that, that they broke the unwritten rules around. My favorite part of that is that. <laughs> it's like the other team's trying to score runs because they're down eight nothing, but there's general agreement. Like, hey, we just want to go home. Like, <laughs> I know, we, I know. like we're you don't ha- like if you come back organically, that's fine. But like, can we just get out of here? Well, and that's the fun <laughs> thing about it being early in the season. Like, they've only played six games. We got twelve more games with these guys. It can linger. It can go on all <sighs> season. It can be. I, I, I'm so pumped. I mean, think about it. Think about June 24th comes around. How much more excited we're going to be for that Mets series than we would have been. And I, I, the whole baseball world was watching that game last night. I think it's good for the sport. It I is. mean, it's, it's New York, it's Philadelphia. Two passionate fan bases, two fan bases that have liked losing teams a lot that are now both good at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, I think it's great for baseball. I think it's great for this rivalry. I think we even had a really good Philly-New York rivalry in four years. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time the, the Giants were good? What? When was the last time the Giants and Eagles were good at the same time? Like the Deshaun Jackson like, punt yeah, return? Yeah, like, like 11, 12, 14, like 13, that. Flyers, Rangers, I guess. Rangers, I guess but like the, the, I think the Rangers always beat the Flyers yeah, in also, my limited hockey watching. Also, no one really cares about the Flyers anyway. <laughs> and Sixers-Knicks so. is nothing. Sixers-Nets, obviously. Yeah, but, that's, but that's because the Knicks have no, been nothing for 30 years. Right, like, right. And, the, and, years. and no one gives a crap about the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is. I think it's good for the sport. Uh, when Phillies Mets are going, like, I, I have said this since whatever, like, Phillies Mets from 07 to 11 was my most hated it's your, team. It's your favorite rivalry, from Philly rivalry. You've I, always said I this. hated that team. Yeah. I absolutely loathed that team. And this team has more guys that I like. Like, I like Nimmo. Or I, I mean, I, I I think he's a tryhard, but yeah, I think he's, I'm not a, yeah, he's I'm not a huge Nimmo guy. I like Pete Alonzo. That guy's a good player. I just I respect Jeff McNeil. Uh, wow. Oh, he's just impossible to get out. Like he's respects just, Jeff. He looks like a rat. He but. does look like a, He really has a real rat look to him. So... I'll just get this out of the way now. Yeah, lay it on me. The only reason we have to deal with Jeff McNeil is because of Jordan Spieth. <laughs> well, hold up. What? So, so Fransky... Oh, what? I know, it's crazy. So Fransky this brought... This is an absurd... Wherever it's going, it's absurd. So Fransky brought this up last night. So Jeff McNeil is an unbelievable golfer. Like an unbelievable golfer. Is he and really? W- and when he was a junior, I guess, in high school, he went against Jordan Spieth in the U.S. Amateur or whatever and lost to Jordan Spieth. And he quit golf and started playing baseball senior year of high school. And he turns into Jeff McNeil. Are you serious? He like started he turned, playing he turned, baseball yeah, senior he turned, year of high school? Yeah, he started playing like seriously baseball senior year. Are you year kidding of me? Yeah. Screw you, Jeff so, McNeil. So it's all Jordan's baseball. Screw you, Jeff McNeil. Yeah, I blame. I'm going to blame Jeff McNeil for that one. But yeah, we can blame Jordan Spieth. Yeah, if Spieth too. didn't beat him, he would have been a golfer. He would have been a golfer, and he would not be wearing out the Phillies. Dude, over he kills us. And He's over. got a batting average close to 500 against the Phillies in the last two years. And over and over. And over. He's got an annoying name. Jeff McNeil's an annoying name. Everything about him. I hate that guy. Yeah? I hate him. It is good to be back, though. It's, it's good to be so back with the hatred. It's so good to be back. It is Jason Vargas, I don't like him just because I was frustrated that we couldn't hit him last night. What What was up with that? I mean, yeah. that was worrisome. Well, I mean, obviously, they put up some runs later, get the win. It was against Vargas, though. But against, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, later they do. But one run against Jason Vargas? I guess this is... Beating him in there. Fastball's at 86, Jack. Well, I guess... 86. It, uh, you almost can throw as hard as Jason Vargas. I have thrown 86 once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is what we get for being Jamie Moyer fans for a long time. I guess like, so. Like, imagine having to watch your team get destroyed by Jamie Moyer, and this is what now we're getting back with Jason Vargas. I mean, first off, I mean, Jason Vargas has been dead to me since he outdueled Pavetta up at the Little League World Series last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will never forget that game. Uh, <laughs> wasn't hard to outduel Pavetta on that night. Yeah, he got shelled. Pavetta did not have a good night that night.
You know what else I didn't like? It's like 2019 for better back then. I didn't like. Uh, I, I didn't like that comment by you, but I also, <laughs> I also didn't like. I didn't like that Wilson Ramos like was really down to fight his old team. I know, I know, like theoretically it doesn't matter, but I was like, like you were just with those guys yeah. last year. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing, buddy? I'm with you. It was fun to hear Fish during the broadcast, though. They, That's his walk-up song, Wilson. Fish. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't care about it. I've never listened to one fish song in my life. It's your loss, not mine. (laughs) Okay. The best. (laughs) Shout out to Wilson Ramos for using fish as a walk up song. Shout out to the Buffalo. The Buffalo. But yeah, I'm with you. It was a little like, dude, you were just here. Like, you don't, just here. You're already already ready to fight. Yeah. Maybe he hated it here. Maybe you're not a big Fortnite guy. Maybe not. (laughs) You know? Maybe not. Even Carlos Santana hanging out. The leaders of the team. Why are these kids always playing Fortnite? It's BS. Yeah. Those two and Ash Drubal. I want to fight him. Yeah. Oh, now I can. Yeah, now he's going to fight them all. I think we figured it out. All right, other takeaways from the Mets series. Let's start Friday. Frustrating game. Not really a ton. Monday. (laughs) Monday. Jeez (laughs) Louise. (laughs) Friday. It was a weekend series. I meant the first game of the series, Friday, Monday. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My days are all messed up. Let's start with Monday, Jack. Any takeaways from Monday? Monday. Jake, Jake pitched... Okay, you know, solid, not great. I do agree with him. I did think after the rain delay, they came out flat. It felt that way. It felt like they had no juice at all that game. Any takeaways outside of that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's hard when you come off the plane from, from the Friday game, obviously. Yeah, from the Friday. Game. <laughs> um, obviously, what it's hard I, when what you am come. I doing right now, it's hard to come from Colorado from that from that. Um, In the midst of a long stretch of baseball, we've talked a lot about it. These last four games against the Marlins here, Thursday through Sunday, they will finally be through their 17 straight day stretch off day Monday. So and Thursday next week, so they got two right, off days. It would n- much needed days. Yeah. So you could tell they're a little tired, they're a little worn out, but no juice. Yeah. On um, Monday night. I, 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 when Arietta made his comments, I saw a lot of people being like, "Well, he didn't even pitch well." So like, what does he have to say? I thought he pitched fine. He pitched fine, and also he's pitched well this year. So. Get over yourselves. Like when he made his comments last year, yeah, that was my takeaway. But because he was pitching terribly, but here he's at least pitching. He's the best pitcher on this team right now. So I think he has some leverage from which to speak. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Monday, I mean, I think it all comes down to the game or, or what happened after the game or during the game, I guess, with the with the Carlson stuff and, and, and Harper getting thrown out. Um, what do you think of that? So I thought it was selfish. From the standpoint, like everyone's, I tweeted that I thought it was selfish, and people were like, "Well, he's defending his teammate." I was like, "He wasn't really defending his teammate." He was still mad about his at bat. He was mad about Let's his at bat. That he was. Taking- <laughs> I love that he was, you know, but it was definitely his at bat. Yeah, it was definitely his at bat, and and he was still upset about that. I I, I don't like him getting thrown out of uh, an NL East game against a team that is going to come down to the wire against. Um, but I really didn't like. If he if he came from the standpoint of I'm trying to get my team juiced and they don't have the juice right now, maybe this will get them going. Like that's fine. But if it's if it's about you're at bat th- two batters later that you're still not over, you're Three still chirping. Later, yeah. And I mean we we don't really know what he said. Like if apparently it was just the, normal dugout chatter. Yeah, it, it, apparently. And Kapler and Carlson said, seems like a baby. That's like, that's the big Carlson seems like a baby. And he after the game's like, oh, he put he, he pushed, pushed me. Gabe I'm gonna put in, in my me. report that he yeah. pushed me. Wow. I mean it's the second lamest thing behind Joe West starting the movement for umpires a couple years ago about oh, how there. That was the lamest. It was that was the number one lamest. That is one. Of, that's probably the lamest thing I've ever. Your name is Cowboy anything. You're lame. Yeah. I mean, come on. Cowboy Joe West. Really? Yeah. You a cowboy, buddy? Really? <laughs> You're an really? umpire. You riding around a horse with some six shooters? No. Well, it's crazy. So you have Mark Carlson, who did that BS, and then you had Scott Barry in the same exact thing. Remember, I mean, Scott Barry was obviously the guy that threw out Howard. Oh, yeah. Good point. I All didn't the think same, about that. Yes. Same umpiring crew. Yes. How about that? <laughs> yeah, That's actually good. a really good point. Yeah. Scott Barry did the balls and strikes the next night. 
So, I, look, I I'm similar to you. I wasn't. I think it all depends on on how much of a baby Carlson was. If it was just natural, normal stuff, he did seem to keep going. Even Kavler confirmed that he was he was talking a lot, but that it was normal stuff. I generally lean towards the you. He can't expect to get thrown out for that if most umpires would not throw you out for that. So right. I, I don't think it was that selfish if it was just that. But I do agree with the general concept that Bryce Harper can't get ejected out of those type of games. Also, he has to be better about that. We've talked about this a lot. Um, but dear umpires of America, I'm don't sure make it about you. That don't make it about you. That I'm not there to see Mark Carlson. That's not why I buy tickets to watch baseball. Go ahead. If Bryce Harper thinks it's a ball, it's, it's a ball. It's yes, probably it's a, a ball. Great point. Even like, it's, it's now my pin tweet. I have made it my pin tweet. <laughs> if Bryce Harper thinks it's a ball, it's probably a ball. Uh, so Mark Carlson, just admit you're wrong. And but, again, don't make it about you. Yes. That happens now, far too often. Now, here's another thing. I will say that I think this season is the worst umpire, umpire through a month, the worst umpiring I remember in a long time. It's really bad. And you know, I'm watching the package every night. I watch a ton of baseball across the league. It has been so bad this year. Well, yeah, the the, the, the Astros. Thank me for, for mentioning the package. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were. The, the, the Astros umpire, the guy that, that did that whole thing. Oh, I mean, with Hinch. I mean, Hinch was like, lost his mind. Yeah, and Hinch is pretty even keel. <laughs> Very even keel. As even keel as they come. I'm not even sure AJ Hinch has a pulse. I've never seen him be animated about anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of, of, of managers, listen, I like Gabe Kapler. How do you not get thrown out? Like I don't get it. I like, mean, the fact they threw Harper out for just chirping on the bench, and then Gabe comes out like a psychopath. Yeah, he's like a tossed. Uh, that's yeah, that's a little the worrisome. What was he saying? Get, I, that, well, that's what I'm saying is he's just being like very proper. He might have looked mad, but you know, Gabe wasn't hurling like f bombs and all that, or else he would have gotten tossed. And, well, speaking of tossed, and you know he, what I want? I want my manager hurling. I want him Earl Weaver. I want him kicking dirt yeah. at him. Like I want you losing your mind there. And maybe Carlson felt bad about the Harper ejection so he didn't feel like throwing out Gabe. I think that's possible. I think that's possible. You're like, ah, I, I, you know what? Quick trigger. I'll let Gabe go. Yeah. And Gabe, speaking of tossed, threw Bryce Harper. Bodied him out of the Easily. way. Like it was, it was like a rag doll. He's like, I'm out of here, Bryce. Yeah. Well, I'm, a, it, it, I'm a monster. Yeah, put him on the O-line. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'll take a, Gabe Kavler on the O-line. You see that? <laughs> he would be unstoppable. <laughs> would be, Jordan Mailata. Yeah, but I do I do like that he had Bryce's back. You have to have Bryce's back in that scenario. I thought Bryce overreacted. I thought Dusty Wathen had a deer in headlights look. <laughs> Dusty was like, I'm not getting involved Be worried in this. about Dusty? Um, he was not ready for the moment? Not ready for the moment. No, he was not ready for the moment at all. Um, uh, I, I love Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson uh, was the one. He's a guy you can go to war with. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when Juan I'll Ligaris, take him in my foxhole. I love him when Juan Lagares stole after the Real Muto thing. He was like up on the top step yeah. like... That's a f- that's well. A f- my favorite part about the Harper ejection was Harper was so fired up. If you watch the video closely, he like stumbles getting out of the dugout. Harper's like so livid to run out there and argue. That it he- looked like George Brett. Yeah, he falls right down, <laughs> and then comes out. He's like, Rawr. Yeah, it looked like Brett. It, it looked a lot like George it was Brett. Uh, Arietta's comments. I think we both agree. Not out of line at all. I, I liked what Jake had to say. I liked what he had to say. I think him not holding, not saying about himself, I thought was bad. Which is a pattern. We were, you know, he should have said, "I suck too." Even if you didn't, you should say that just yes. for, for covering your own ass. Yes, exactly. Uh, that was frustrating. Um, but I thought the overall message was good. I think the team needed it. Obviously, they uh, did not respond the next <laughs> night. No, at really? all. Really? <laughs> they, they it got, wasn't. They didn't respond. Not they nothing. Got no. Destroyed. Um, but Arietta, it was fine. I was fine with it. I, I wish he had said he was bad too. 
Um, and and everyone's like, well, why don't you handle that in the clubhouse? It's like, well, the media is way more effective than that sometimes. So I, I, I get that um, from that standpoint. Bryce is a man. Bryce can handle it. And I think Bryce also understood that he can't do that, um, especially in that scenario. But this is a, this is a trend with Arietta, And it's it's a little frustrating. Um, he obviously did the Kingery thing last mm-hmm. year. When he's in Chicago, he basically got Miguel Montour cut because he's slow to the plate. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, and and I guess Joe Joe tweeted out about Arietta or whatever, and all these Cubs fans like got in his mentions. Like, yep, that's what he does. <laughs> so I don't love that. Yes. Um, but next time, hopefully. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's a tricky thing. You don't like seeing guys call out their teammates because it's a locker room and bonding. But I think that locker room has shown that they are are tough minded. I agree with you. I I don't think people gave enough credit to how how tight knit that locker room has been so far. So, um, and Arietta has always been a vocal piece vocal piece of that locker room. He has been a, and he, look, he's a guy with stature. I mean, he has won a Cy Young. He yes. has won a World Series. There are not guys on this team who have won World Series. Like that does matter in terms of baseball, in terms of the locker room. He does command a certain respect yes and i think he's almost viewed as the outspoken leader of that team and Mm -hmm. if you're if if that's if that's the general clubhouse sentiment then your leader is allowed to do that i totally agree with you so and i think a lot of people were kind of taken aback but if that's the locker room dynamic that he's going to be the speak up guy then that's just what he does I uh, 100% agree. Uh, moving on to the Tuesday game or the Saturday game for some like me. Uh, Tuesday game, not much takeaway. 9 nothing. just a, didn't show up. Lifeless effort. Very disappointing, all that. Eflin, not great. Wasn't a great outing for Eflin. Yeah, he's just, he, he's he's starting to put together just meh outings. He's starting to look like Zach Eflin. Yeah. That's what he's looking like. Well, he's looking like Zach Eflin. It's just, um, I feel bad. Not for the, Cy Eflin, Zach Eflin. I feel bad for the people that uh, called the Zach Eflin breakout. Yeah, it's but a no, shame. I will say that even though he's looked fine, not great, just fine. Uh, I think he's still a useful pitcher. I agree. And I think that if he uses his fastball more and more, um, that he's just going to be a solid, solid guy night in, night out. So I agree with you. Even though we may not see the the huge strikeout numbers and the seven innings, one run, 8K stuff that we were seeing early in the season, the fact that he can give us six innings right now, I mean, you know it's crazy? The Phillies are f- like fifth in starters going deep in base. What? Yeah. I feel like no one's... Uh, Jake's gone deep a couple times. That's it? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I f- what? I know. Is that really true? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Before yesterday's game, it was like, yeah, they're fifth in baseball. Wow. We must not watch that much baseball. I, I, it just seems impossible. <laughs> well, the Rays obviously messed it up a little. But, but I get it. I get it. Um, uh, if he can give them six innings, four runs or less, totally. Like he kept, he keeps, he keeps his team in ball games. Yes. That's where I was. And at. I and I do think there are just going to be certain teams that are bad matchups for him. You know, good fastball hitting teams. There'll be nights where Eflin will look worse than. And his he slider's can. just so so man. It's not a good pitch. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good. Pitch. Not in love with it. Um, my other takeaway from from Tuesday's game or Saturday's game. In I your, literally in, am in so funny case. as you just said Tuesday in my head. I'm like, what do you mean Tuesday Saturday? Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was the third straight. Game that Cesar is a killer error. Ah, look, killer. Uh, look at you! You're leaping ahead on my list. I have Cesar blows. Is actually how I wrote it on <laughs> well, my notes. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't blow. I know. I know. Um, I know. Yeah, he's I was, been blowing. How about he, that? I mean, it's been it, it's been a rough like a rough week for Cesar. I mean, the the freaking Sunday base running gaff in Colorado Sunday was egregious. Uh, we talked about it on the last pod, but it was. I mean, that was just pure. Being aware of what's happening around you as a baseball player—that's it. If yeah. He wasn't Monday. Another another problem. I mean, the the five hole man. We going five hole, like right through the legs. Like how? Well, that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Monday was the bad flip. Oh yeah, to to your boy Goss. Uh, saved the game last night. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get zone. into that. 
Um, <laughs> and look, for Jimmy Rollins was killing him for Goslin. For he didn't blame Cesar. He blamed Goslin for not being close to the bag. But well, we can all a shortstop. It was not a good throw. <laughs> like no what, no what. It was a bad flip, no matter what. Whether they could have gotten one out of it, maybe. But um, the and Tuesday was way more egregious. I mean, oh. The, Horrible. I mean, that is again one hundred and one. Have your glove on the ground. Uh, who doesn't learn to have their glove on the ground? And that I, I, I was well, you gotta floored. Keep, you got to keep it in front. Of and you. then what are you doing? Going to your knee? Like I, it just it looks so unathletic. It looks like you don't know how to play the position. Uh, it, here's what I'll say about Cesar. He is so lucky that Scott Kingery got hurt because Scott Kingery would be playing second base right now if he had not. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and listen, Cesar is a very he's a good offensive piece when he's going right. I mean, not getting on base the same way as he yeah, has in but the he's, past. Yeah, he, but in the last 12 games, he's batting like 360 something, so it's not. He's been hitting better. He's been hitting a lot better than he was before Kingery got hurt or whatever, or before Kingery started to really ascend. But my problem is like Cesar, I just think that he gets in his head so much. Like I think when I think when he makes one mistake, he can't just bury it. Like he just keeps ah, thinking about it's it. It's like Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Mark Sanchez the king, one mistake and it's just done. You know that guy is not recovering from that mistake. And that's how I think Cesar is because Cesar made that one mistake in in, in Colorado and then I think some people just when they make that one mistake, they just it keeps snowballs. Pi- it's snowballs. Snowballs, snowballs, snowballs. And unfortunately for Cesar, like that's what's going on right now. Like I I would love for Cesar to be good, but listen, this is a team that's already shown that it is Willing to make drastic moves if if they feel like it's necessary. Paging Nick Pavetta. Page yeah, exactly Pavetta. Um, we're not going to get into his AAA start, but he did strike out nine. <laughs> I don't Gave care. Up that, four runs. Uh, I have an inside source, aka Pat McCarthy, who said it, <laughs> who said it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Good, it wasn't that bad. We'll take it. That's where it's we're at. AAA start wasn't, wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> okay. so I agree. Like, I think if, if Kingery was still here, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been surprised if Kingery started getting more and more started second base because this team is in a position right now where they have to prioritize winning. And when you're not making winning plays, like Cesar has not done, even if you're hitting pretty well, they're going to move on from you. Yeah. And they should. Look, Scott Kingery is a, we, Scott Kingery is a better defender than, than Cesar, period. End of story. There's no question about that. But when he's hitting better, like he was before, I mean, it's hard to argue that he's not a better option at that point. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I I honestly do think, I think that Kingery playing um, shortstop, third base, center field, only going to make him even better of a second base. Absolutely. Player. I mean, just the fact, all you have to say is he can play shortstop in the major leagues and be like, okay, then he could definitely be a second baseman. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you could do that, you could be a second baseman. It's just, especially when you know the footwork and you're already used to playing second base. Cesar Polanco, is that where we're at? Is he officially Placido? For, uh, Before we were keeping Utley down, he's, now he, yeah, he's blocking Utley. I guess so. We're at that point. I mean, I guess if Utley were hurt and yeah. couldn't play, of course. Eh, you know. By the way, yesterday was the anniversary of his first home run. I saw over Gabe Kapler. Over Gabe Kapler in right How field. Um, all right. Well, Tuesday night was the Pavetta start. Uh, one, I'll, I'll read you what Pat told me. I, 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 you're still on this. Yes. I love that you didn't let this go. No, you brought it back. Thought, thought he looked really good, got off to a slow start, but found it in the middle innings. Fastball was jumping. The four runs are skewed because it one came off a three-run shot, which means his FIP was still low, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is Nick Pavetta, king of FIP. He really is. He really is. He is no, the he's, king. He's Mr. FIP. He is the Strikes king. out a lot of guys, doesn't walk a lot of guys. Home runs are his problem. Yes. Oh, you're going to be good at FIP. Yes. All yes, right. he, he will be. So that's the uh, the official Pavetta report. <laughs> we, um, we done with that? We good? Um, we, we are done. We are done. Tuesday, obviously. We're are still talking about the Pavetta AAA <laughs> breakout season? Is that where we're at? You could pitch him into the playoffs. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get wild card Pavetta in a AAA, oh, AAA game. Right, It'll this be is, okay. This is getting sad. Let's move on to yesterday's game, Wednesday's game, not Sunday's game. 
Uh, now that I know that if we're talking about yesterday, I can realize it's Wednesday. So yes. that's that's where I'm at. Vinny, slow Vinny is back, Jack. Uh, I mean, literally, I was sitting here, right? 7.10 is, is start time. I look up. It's 9.20. It's the third inning. Dude, I wanted to kill everybody. I was like, are you? I kept texting my wife in the basement. My wife is up in bed. I'm in the basement. I keep texting her like every five minutes. Like all the announcers are talking about is how long this game is because it's the longest game I've ever seen. I'm dying here. I can't believe I have to stay up to watch this. I'm so annoyed right now. But then yeah. reached the, the, the trot. It was the best night ever. It was all good. It worked. <laughs> Plus, as soon as they got Vargas and Velasquez out of the game, it sped up dramatically. It really put a nice fine point on how slow those guys were working. It was a perfect storm getting Velasquez and Vargas working as slow as they were. Yes. It was, it was just brutal. But, but, five innings, no runs. Like, he needs to go deeper into games, but... Listen, if we can get five innings, no runs from him, I'm happy. Got himself in some jams, but was able to get some big strikeouts when he needed them. Three hits, three walks. Big, big moments from him. Yeah. Like, he had second and third, one out, struck out Wilson Ramos, and then struck out Dom Smith. No, he... I think he got Ramos to pop up and then struck out Dom Smith in the mm-hmm. third. Um, and it just really, really impressive. I thought it was, like his fastball was rising. His fastball good, man. And, like, it had that light life on it. Looked really good. It's clearly hard to square up. I mean, his fastball right now, I didn't think he had great off-speed stuff. Um, but the way his fastball is just jumping, like that's going to be hard for guys to, to square up consistently, I think. What do you think happened with the – because he was working faster. He was working faster. What do you think happened? Why why go back to the slow Vinny? Um so I think the game let's see. Let's see. So was it a matchup thing? Was it that he felt like it with or the team felt like the Mets liked to work fast as hitters and it would throw them off? I mean, was it something that second level or was it just simply Vinny being Vinny and going back to who he is? No, I don't think he t- I don't I don't think he felt totally comfortable with where he was with his stuff. I mean he didn't again, he didn't have great off speed. Um and I still think he, I still think out of the stretch he did have a lot of runners on base. Yeah. And when runners get on base against Vinny, that's when everything grinds to a yes, halt. That's a good because point. he has to like really, really think, uh, I, I guess. Um so I think that had a lot to do with it. Runners on base. I still don't like so what I what, obviously what we've talked about is out of the windup goes over his head and does that little extra pause to make sure he's completely back before firing home. That is good stuff. Out of the wind, out of the stretch, he kind of does the same thing he used to do out of the windup, where he doesn't get a full balance point and just lifts and goes. And sometimes his fastball uh, command is off. But yesterday, seven seven swinging strikes on sixty three fastballs. That's pretty good, that's especially pretty good. especially in an era where fastballs are, are getting teed up on. Uh, I think that's a good development for Vinny. So, listen, uh, five innings, no runs. I'll take that from Vinny. Got out of some big jams, mm-hmm. which was impressive. Um, and, yeah, I, I was totally cool with Vinny. And the bullpen showed up. Adam Morgan, man. If only, uh, Jack, if only you had not I, been so strong on the Pavetta right. breakout and had just maybe said you thought Adam Morgan was going to be good or, or was going to break out, if you had maybe said that, I think people would have remembered something like that. I agree. I totally agree. It would have been a really sad. strong statement. It's sad. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Th- this By is, the way, 10 innings, zero runs for Adam Morgan. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's been awesome. I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he developed into Josh Hader. You didn't think he'd be the best pitcher in the bullpen? <laughs> like the go-to guy for the Phillies? I know. Um, listen, the bullpen's been good for a, a good stretch here. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing this all without Craig Kimbrell, which I was told was not possible. Without <laughs> um, David Robertson, who knew? Yeah, and, and thank God it looks like he's fine. Yes. Uh, it's good it, news. It looks like it's just a rest it and and he'll be back at some point. Agreed. So, and I really think now, do you find this weird? Their usage of Sir Anthony is weird to me. I, I said it on the last pod. I it's only more. I don't get it. I don't get it. He had an eight pitch inning last night, and they're like, all right, thanks, Sir Anthony. See I can't ya. tell. There's I still I can't tell. They still don't think he's right, which I think he is, and or if they're just not wanting to burn him into the ground. 
they're uh, burning look, Adam Morgan. But, yeah. <laughs> but it could be that. It could be that. It could be that they looked at last season and they, they saw, saw his innings, his back-to-back yeah, innings. Maybe and what that, happened? That's it. And and they're saying, all right, let's uh, let's ramp it back a little bit, especially after considering that you know innings-wise and and especially just from a pitching at a higher you know leverage type of thing, being in Major League Baseball pitching against Major League hitters that. After the year Sir Anthony had last year, that they wanted to make a concerted effort to not push him too hard this year, comparatively. Agreed, agreed. So uh, and I'm fine if that's what they're doing. Yeah, no, it's it's perfectly fine. Smart. It'd be very smart of them. But I'm with you. I think his usage has been. Th- that's why we're looking for reasons for it because it's been so befuddling. Like, why? What are they doing with Sir Anthony this year? Yeah, because I mean, last year they used him all the time. He's been back for. I mean, outside the first two series, he's looked fine. The fastball is jumping again. It's back to 97, 98 with cut on it. Um, and it's just everything looks easy for him again. Like, remember last year, you come into games, and it would be like, bing, bang, boom, oh, done. It's like nothing. Yeah. It's easy. And that's, like, that's, that's what I do. That's kind of where he's been. Yeah. And there's not using him as much as they were last year. And if it's a concerted effort to keep him as fresh as possible, perfectly okay with it but I, I do wonder like last night I thought it was a spot to get him two innings because it was already four nothing it was already four nothing mm-hmm. when he was in and then Adam Morgan came in and the one was four nothing and then yeah well no it was only two nothing actually when he came in you're right yeah. and then Morgan came in they Wait, no, scored no, no, more because they scored two in the eighth two in the ninth so it was two nothing then it was four nothing in the eighth and then no it was one nothing then it was one nothing so then they scored three in the three, eighth, it and was then the, two in the ninth. It was the Francos. The Reese triple, Francos single. Goslin. Goss. Oh, yeah. Um, Rodriguez, too. How fun is it that, that Kapler's managing a guy he played with? I yeah, think that's, that's so fun. It's I think weird. It's, it must be weird. Like, oh, hey. Teammate. Manager. Yeah. Coach. I don't, know, I don't know how I would handle that. It's a weird one. Yeah, it I is. I like it, though. It is super weird. It is super weird. And I don't really want to see any more of Sean Rodriguez. By the Rodriguez. way, I mean, Goslin could not have gotten that game, you know, that important hit if it weren't for that sweet sack bunt that S-Rod laid down. Small ball one. What happened? I thought Gabe Kapler didn't do small ball. All the people who've yelled at me, we need more small ball. I've been ball. telling them to use, Suck it. To use more. Suck it. <laughs> Why? Suck. No, I'm telling all the people. Yeah, but maybe small ball works. No, I'm saying <laughs> it, it, they did it. it I know I'm they saying did they, it. They did. They used small ball. I think wrestling. Gabe had to walk to the clubhouse when they did it because <laughs> he was infuriated. Uh, and Rob Thompson was like, "Listen, trust me, it's going to work here." Uh, the one thing that I that I have wondered about small ball is like it does change how a pitcher pitches. Sure. Like it changes all of that. But sure. I guess the numbers do bear out that doesn't really Oh, the numbers definitely bear it out. I, I mean know. the it's... numbers for sure say that small ball is similar. I know, there's still just a part of me that it loves was it. fun. Hey. They had two bunts that inning that worked. Two two positive bunts. Yeah, By the way, Roman did... Quinn. Roman Quinn's hurt, Jack. Roman Quinn's hurt. And... Uh, shocking news, Roman Quinn is hurt. Roman Quinn is hurt and he's also bad. And <laughs> well, we knew that, thank... as we said. Like I you know, I didn't want him to get hurt. But like like can we just, do you all miss a double yet? Like the best thing that could have happened for Odubel's uh, uh, Odubel's stock around here mm-hmm. was him getting hurt and seeing what life was like without Odubel. I agree with you because it was now, not good. Now every even the people who don't like him was like, I could really use some Odubel back yeah, here. Yeah, someone who can actually hit the ball. Yeah, not just drag bun it. That was yeah. all I could do positive. I know it was but crazy. It's a shame. Look, I feel bad for Roman Quinn. The guy can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more shots he gets as a as a Philly if he can't. 
put it together. Oh yeah, I mean you can't you can't you can't guarantee anything with the guy. I, I honestly I think he's too fast for his body. It might be it's like his body like literally falls apart because he's running so fast his body can't keep up with it. I think he's too fast. I like that. I think he's too fast for, a his, fair take. for his body. It's crazy to me. It makes it, it's just I've never seen I've never witnessed an athlete that gets hurt as easily. It's as unbelievable, this guy. man. It's unbelievable. All right, uh, which creates a they need Oduble back because you know your boy. Aaron Altair. Oh, can't hit. You're starting center fielder right now. So. No, he can't hit. He's, Not great. He, he physically, he's really he bad. physically cannot hit a baseball. He, it's, that's it what mind-blowing. <laughs> this guy was good in 2017. He was. He was a really good player. Not good anymore. Dude, like, bad. I know. Like, I'm still, if, if Jack Fritz is saying this, you know it's true, because th- there's no bigger Aaron Altair stand for the last few years than you. Dude, bad. <laughs> like, oh, man. There's still hope for Pavetta. Like, We're that, done on Altair. That it's dude... Over. That dude can't. <laughs> he cannot hit. I am floored. I am shocked. I am like, no. Done. I it's mean, over. I understand why he's still here because he can physically play defense, yes. unlike Nick Williams. Yes. Um. And 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 whatever. I and I suppose this weekend we're gonna get a cut in center field game. Ooh, and, I could and, go and for and a cut in center field game. Yeah, definitely don't want it for more than two games. No, um, but I will take it in a pinch. Yeah, agreed. Um, and. I would, I guess, want to see Williams in the lineup. Um, I guess he deserves it, but I think, I think they're, they're. Look, thought- I'd rather see Williams in the lineup than Altera. Agreed, lineup. but I do think, I think they view Williams as a, as a, uh, uh, definitely threat off the bench late in games. Very clearly, I mean, he's their go-to guy in the biggest spot. You're, you're going to put Nick Williams up there if you're game, which Agreed. he should. I, I think so there's no question he's the best hitter off the bench. That's probably why they don't start him. Yeah, I think they'd rather that option late in games rather than and then take the defense with Altera first, which makes sense, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, all right, one more thing on the series before we move on. Uh, look ahead, Marlins and, and whatnot. Uh, Jimmy Rollins in the booth. Did you get to hear any? I know that uh, everyone got to hear the, uh, <laughs> whoops, Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy! Yeah, it was funny. I um, was watching it live, and I was like, did that just happen? Did he just say that? Did he just curse? I think it's an upset that that Rollins cursed before Franzen. <laughs> I, I do think that's Here's a Here's the true upset. upset. You would be on the board for that. You know what you would do if Franzen cursed? You'd dump it. <laughs> Where was the producer? Who was producing that game? What's going on? Where are you? On your job? Does TV TV have dump buttons? Of course it is a dump. But I feel like everything always gets through on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the player and stuff do, but they should have like a little bit of a dump. They always get through it. They've kind of a little dump, I think, on TV. Like a a two-second thing or something like that, because it's got to be pretty close to live, obviously, but there's always a delay. I mean, you do the games here, the radio is faster than the television. Yeah, we're seven seconds ahead. That's what I mean. So, there is a dump. I would have dumped that. Oh, of course you would have dumped, dumped that. You got, you got. I've dumped it. I think I've got. A, I think I might have the quickest dump trigger in the in the building. Well, it uh, went in doubt. That's my philosophy. Yeah. It, did, uh, did, it, did he say a curse? I don't know, but I'm gonna hit the dump anyway. Yeah. Sounded like it. Could right. have been. Could have also been just saying ship. I'm, yeah. I'm dumping it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I did. I I never listen to the games on TV. I bring out my little radio and I listen to it there. So we I did not hear it. So Jimmy I Rollins. will give you the Jimmy Rollins report. Okay. Thank you. He was really good. Shocking! Really good. I'm shocked Jimmy Rollins really is really good. good at it. Much better than than other people that have been in the booth over the years. We'll say that Jimmy was really good, and uh, you could, for, especially considering it was his first two games ever. There's so much potential. Yeah, there. but he's such a natural. That's what it is, and he actually tells you about things you don't know. He tells you what it's like to be playing in the game, to be the person in this position, to what you're supposed to do. It was it was really refreshing. It was really nice to hear. That's the thing I've liked most about this the younger. Uh, younger guys getting in the booth. No disrespect to the the ninety three guys or whatever, but like 
the thing I've really liked listening about with Franzen is that he's played in these ballparks when those guys haven't. Mm-hmm. So he gives you the little nooks and crannies about each ballpark and like why this is happening. And he, then they've played a, like Franzen they played against guys who are still playing. Yeah, stuff, Franzen which faced Stephen Matz in the yeah, minor leagues. That, I mean, that matters. That stuff matters. You can t- actually give a real personal description of something that other people wouldn't be able to give. And they were also in the big leagues when the whole analytics movement started happening. Good point too. Um, so they got they, a lot more of a feel for that. Yeah. So they at least get it a little bit. And uh, I was thinking about this the other day with the analytics. Like it's crazy. Obviously, it's been a big transition in, in the sport and whatnot. And the 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 older players in the in the in the crowd now didn't grow up with it. We're like five years away from every single player coming through the minor leagues understanding everything about analytics. Of course, and it's gonna be like the game. It's is, gonna be so different. It's such a transitional period. It's so we're still in that transition period. I'm excited to see where it's gonna be in like. By five the way, years. that reminds me of something. I was watching the Pirates and the Diamondbacks the other day. Normal normal that's what i do i just watch all these games <laughs> that's really normal weird. cole tucker who doesn't got, love watching got the old the cole tucker rip a double um but i saw cole tucker go out to the outfield and what does cole tucker do he pulls out of his pocket a little piece of paper a positioning piece of paper to tell him where to go in the field did you know gabe kapler was managing the pirates because i didn't huh they have old school uh uh guess what Every team in baseball uses these things now. Old school Clint Hurdle? Everybody uses these. Things. There goes Clint if Hurdle Clint, inventing the wheel again. Clint Hurdle's doing it. He's All in, right, he's so in, come on. He's inventing baseball Can again. give Gabe a break, folks? <laughs> anyway. All right. There goes um, Clint Hurdle. Noted, noted analytics guy, yes, Clint Hurdle. Right, Clint Hurdle, big time. Big time analytics yes. guy, Clint Hurdle. Even they have um, the little cheats paper. Can I give one last thought on the Mets series? Absolutely. Uh, reti- uh, uh, Bryce Harper's strikeout rate is now 31%. He struck Great. out seven times. Struck out twice against Jason Vargas, man. Yeah. Not cool. He, he, so his Not strike, cool. So it's weird. So his strikeout rate is higher than it's ever been in his career. It's 31%. His launch angle is lower than hmm. it's been before, which we thought that if his launch angle is higher, that's usually when he's struggling. Also weird, he's batting... Like, well, obviously, the lefty splits. Like, he yeah, is still talked about destroying it. lefties. And he had the RBI double off Vargas in the first. So it wasn't like he was totally owned by Vargas. I know. Crazy. Uh, it's a very Crazy. It's a very weird Harper year. It is. Striking out all the time. Some home runs. Still over 400 OEP. On base all the time. Crushing lefties. Not crushing righties. It's really weird. It's a weird it's a Harper really year. It's a really weird Harper year. Yeah. So hopefully some of those things will regress to their means or positively yes. regress not. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. One more thing on the Mets series. So you lied to me. Yes. One more okay. thing. Okay. Uh, Franco is starting to make a really concerted effort to go the other way. I've noticed this. And it yeah. started in the Colorado series. And yeah, the warning track shot. Well, the actually, other it started. The one that Fort Comfort had to run for as well. Like, yeah, he yeah, started yeah. the ball the opposite way. Actually, I would say it started the last Met series when he took the ball deep to center field. Ever since that game against Syndergaard, or Mats, against Mats, where he took Mats to center field, it's been a really concerted effort to go the opposite field. And if you want me to buy into Mike Alfranco, that's what you've always said. I want the opposite field hitting because me too. he needs that plate coverage. Like he just that's that's because he's too easy to get out when he's a dead bull hitter. And all of his home runs early in the season were dead pull bad pitches up in the zone that he just smoked. And what he's been doing recently with going the opposite way and actually hitting the ball hard the opposite way, it's a very good development for the Michael Franco. I love this. The Michael Franco uh, Island. People are swimming out to Michael Island. Yeah. Doing little slaps, being like, should I go on? Should I leave? What am I going to do? Yeah. All right. Uh, Phillies Marlins. We got Nola versus Caleb Smith tonight. So please, Aaron Nola. Ugh. You're home against the Marlins. Please. Show us Aaron Nola from last year. Show us 2018 Nola, please, just for a night even to remind us what we have. Yeah. 
please. Totally with you. We uh, need it. I need. <laughs> I need it. I need seven innings from Nola. Like I need oxygen. Yes. Um. Uh. uh I did some did some uh, numbers on Aaron Nola's curveball. Ooh. So he's throwing it harder. Tacky numbers. Yeah. Back. Well, it's not really numbers. It's kind of just looking at Brooks baseball and dissecting. Shout the out to Brooks baseball. He, really great site. So so his curveball right now is moving less, but he's throwing it harder. Um, and it's gotten his well in Colorado that was so in the Colorado start he was throwing his curveball harder and with less movement but it got the most whiffs of the season so okay. so That's an something. interesting interesting development to watch tonight if it is a hard curveball that he is trying to 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 get an adjustment with we'll see where where Aaron Nola is at. All right, we get to see your boy Pablo on Sunday. Almost no, no hitter going his last inning against Indians. So he's back. Pablo Lopez. Pablo. He's back. My so. my Marlins. Trevor Richards, we didn't get to see Trevor Richards last time. Oh, Trevor Richards is so going to shove against us. Like, there's no doubt in my Trevor, mind. Is he the kind of guy who's going to shove against us? Yeah, like, here's the thing, is that talented pitchers always figure it out against the Phillies, and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Good times, man. <laughs> no, Can't it's wait. just, it, that's just, you know, I, I told you, so, I always think they're going to lose. They have to take three or four, right? They ha- there's no, like... I, we always say they, they need to do this. Yes. They actually need to take they three They really or four. need to. And it's April, so we're not saying like must win in that sense, but they need three or four here. Yeah, they I mean, need, they're coming home. They need to take three or four. And again, they get two off days next week, which should help in general, but need three or four. Yeah, if you have two off days next week, you theoretically should be able to use your bullpen to its full strength um, with those amount of off days. So um, expect that. Um, also, they're a, again, they, they, even going back to last year under Gabe, they've just been a bad road team. Like they've just, yeah, they've again been this a, year. And it's happening again this year. At home, it seems like there's just a little bit more juice. I understand why. Sure, because the crowd the, and all that. The crowd and like going to City Field is just like a black hole. Mm-hmm. Like it's so bad there. Yeah, it's I hate I hate City Field. Um, Colorado, there should have been more juice. Like that, the, the crowds were good all th- Yeah, I think I've seen out like it, again that they're whatever it was, 10th through 13 days straight, whatever it was, and I think it's like traveling to Colorado, the air, the whole thing. I get it. Now they get to sleep in their own beds. Look at that. They're back. How good is that? All right, final thoughts for a team. Uh, final thoughts, I have- See, I went thoughts. Yes, because I know. you know that I have a lot that I, I know. finish with final I know. thoughts. All right, so uh, that first one, Kyle Doe. Let's Kyle Doe Day. Let's I mean, come on. Let's what do you What are you doing? Josh Hader 2.0 gets... Listen, you guys are talking draft today. I would have talked Kyle Doe. Like, <laughs> Jack actually texted me during my show. You should be fired as a producer that you're talking <laughs> Eagles draft on Kyle Doe Day. Yes. Yes, so Kyle Doe... I love that Kyle Doe Day is when he gets promoted to AAA. Yes. Not the majors, no. AAA. No, love but, but, but this is the same exact path that... Sir Anthony Dominguez was on. Ooh. I mean, this is same, like literally Sir Anthony started in Double A, shoved, and then went to Triple A for I think a day. And like I, I, I swear to God, like thirty seconds. I swear to God, he pitched one game. Gabe came and saw it and said, "I need him." Up. Yeah, like, Gabe was there. Remember, it was a big deal. Oh, he's buy no play. Look at Gabe. I know, I know. So uh, happy Kyle Doe Day, and we'll see day, how man. we'll see how he fares in Triple A. Also, I wonder who is going to come out as hurt after this podcast is already posted. That's what happens now. Yes. It was Robertson, then it was uh, Arana. A Gene and Arano, it's yeah. just nonstop. It's very unfortunate. It's so really not cool. I'm not really, a fan of that. Oh, it was Odubel after the last one yes. was what it was. It was Odubel. Right. Not cool. Not cool at all. So please, no one. Gene should be back this weekend, they're saying. Hopefully Saturday. Uh, I, I, think, I think Odubel's back Sunday. Fingers crossed. Yes, because... Uh, Odubel! <laughs> who, who do they need more, Gene Segura or Odubel? Odubel. I don't know, man. Gosselin well, and... Yeah, with that with Sean. Kinger, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Both. Man. I mean, Segura's a better player, so let's get Segura back. This This lineup is... 
brutal at the bottom of it. It really has struggled with these injuries. It's pretty crazy. It shows you how important that bottom of the lineup was. Oh my gosh, it changed it. It changed the whole dynamic. Um, and my second final thought: Did you know this? This honestly shocked me. Reese Hoskins' career batting average against lefties is one ninety four. What? Isn't that crazy? That's impossible. One ninety four. Really? Yeah. Is he have like a really high slugging against him or something? No, it's only four hundred. So he just doesn't hit lefties. His OPS is seven seventy eight. Career against lefties. That's really weird. I know. You very rarely see that. I know. And let me just tell you this: wait till he figures him out. Oh, good point. I mean, seriously, it, like I had no. That is, I'm, I'm, I'm literally floored by this. Yeah, his, oh, his OPS against righties is nine thirty two. Wow. Wow, man. I know. Like everyone just assumes, and like me too. Like Baldelli kept 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 walking Hoskins to have a lefty face Reese, and I was like, "Why is he doing that?" It makes no sense. It makes no sense to at walking all. Harper, walking Hoskins, oh, walking to Harper face to get Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and get off my back. All right, uh, Mr. S- it's Saturday. All right, so, um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. How about that? But isn't that isn't that shocking? I- I'm floored by it. I really, I I cannot believe that. Yeah, I'm I'm really. It bothers me actually. But. On the bright side, wait till he figures them out. Because and I guess he mashes righties. Who knew? Mashes righties. So, <laughs> so when he figures it out, we're talking about like 280, 390, 35 homers. Yeah. Yeah. Except 45. Yes. Okay. Get excited for, for Reese figuring out lefties. Okay. Baseball. I actually have three final thoughts today. Yeah, more than me. Yeah. Well, two of them happened right before we started talking and I said I was going to bring them up. So I'm going to. First one, Jack comes into the studio today and says... Do I look like a European guy? Yeah. Really bothered you. I said no, but you seem to think you look European today because you're wearing a polo. Yes, I dressed up today. So. <laughs> oh, hold up. Dressing up is you're wearing jeans, sneakers, Whoa, and all birds, whatever. And you're wearing jeans, all birds, and a polo shirt. Not even that nice a polo shirt. It's definitely not. No. That's dressing up, first of all. Second of all, European? I thought I looked like European today. <laughs> you I th- don't. I thought I did. I'm Don't. glad everyone can see. It's good to know. Yeah. Second, you come in and say, I think David Bowie's underrated. Yeah. My response to that was, I think just for you. I think most people know how great David Bowie was. Yeah, but I feel like he's not really talked about as like a goat. Like, you know what I mean? He's not he's not talked about as like uh as like a he's not even ahead of like Petty. Of course he is. I mean, in my book he is. I would put Bowie ahead of Petty. I, mean, I, just, I think I, a lot of people would. Mm, I would say he's underrated. I think Bowie's is severely David underrated. David Bowie underrated, let us know. Well, yeah, I but, I look, and this is coming from someone who I think he's properly rated because he's amazing. This is not amazing. I think David Bowie is the best. Huge David Bowie fan. I just think he's under. I think he's underrated. I don't think he's talked about enough as one of the greats of all time. I think he's. I think he's like on the outer edge of being elite, talked about wise. But he is elite. Yes. Okay. As long as you're saying he's elite, I like. I'm not slandering David Bowie at all. Okay. And my real final thought that I came in with today is that. I just want the High Hopes Nation to know that I have found my new way to needle Jack the most. Oh, what is it? You know, he gets so mad when I text him ripping Phil Goslin. Yeah. It is like I'm killing his children when I text him. I, <laughs> I texted you the sweet sack bun thing and wouldn't happen without, and you're like literally losing your mind. Yeah. So if you want to annoy Jack, just tweet him about Phil Goslin. You should never. I never knew how sensitive you were about Phil Goslin. Because. He's your favorite player. It could have been me. <laughs> That's all I have to Who say. Who do you love more, Phil Gossler or Nick Pavetta? Pavetta. Oh wow, that was a quick answer. Of course, I listen. I I appreciate what Phil Gossler brings. Phil, Go- listen, 
for me, think about this for me. You right? get so mad when I text you. Like you really get like annoyed. I don't know me. if I really get that mad. I think well, I, well, I think like, I play it up a little bit. Okay. Um, well, but, I play it up too. I'm but, but I'm I will finding like, ways to rip Phil Goslin just to text you. But like, all right, think about this for one second. Gas. Me and Phil Goslin played for the same travel team. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the same area. Mm-hmm. He played at a rivalish high school that mm-hmm. we scrimmaged every mm-hmm. year in high school. Mm-hmm. And he made it to the big leagues and playing for the <laughs> Phillies. And he is literally living out my dream. I want him to succeed because he is living out the Jack Fritz dream. And for you to keep crapping on that because you were born in New York and you lived in New York until you were 25 and never, never even played it. You never was, even lived here. I was 12. You're not even when from I'm, here. Yes. You and my Mike Trout. from here. You and went Mike Trout went to Trout high school with, with Reggie Jackson, actually. My dad went to high school with Reggie Jackson. How about that? You and Mike Trout can both get out of here because you're both from basically New York City at this point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yes. I, here's the funny thing is, here's the funny thing is, I've lived here longer than you. Because well, that's you're a, because you're 45? No, 37. <laughs> I was 12 when I moved. And I, here's the thing too, is that with my dad being from here, I had to grow up a Philly sports fan in New York. There is nothing that forges you as a fan more than that. I well, the Phillies were good in- Yankees no. fans. I had freaking Giants fans, Rangers, all these- Freaking idiots around me, and I had to be like, "Oh, go Phillies! We're yeah, the worst team in baseball history!" Yay! No, 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 I get it, but but Philly sports were good from seventy-seven to eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys on uh, what Monday? Is it <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> we'll Saturday, we'll Friday, Monday? We'll talk to you guys <laughs> on, on Monday. Sunday. Go Phillies! He's Fritz himself. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.